there's problems with curing aging, okay? There's problems that the world's gonna be faced with, but they're nothing compared to the problems we have now. The people just don't even think of problems because they've naturally accepted the idea that it's supposed that people and animals and our pets are supposed to get old and get feeble, but it makes no sense that if With the global economy being in shambles and central bankers moving towards a reset, it's never been a better time to protect your wealth by owning precious metals. Contact Andy at milesfranklin.com. Tell him Sarah sent you. He promised me he will guarantee you the lowest price anywhere in the country. Remember, email Andy at milesfranklin.com and tell him Sarah sent you. It's never been a better time to protect your future than now. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have the great Dr. Bill Anders coming back. If you don't know who he is, he's the one that really pioneered the fact that telomeres, well, the fact that telomerase existed that supported the lengthening of telomeres. And he was on the front page in the early 90s. He was on the front page of Scientific America. He was he really brought this concept to the forefront of telomere lengthening. And I've interviewed him about I think this is like my fourth interview with him. But before one of the first interviews I did, when I first started getting into doing my show, he released to the world, to the whole Western world. I guess the East kind of knew about it because he had a lab out there. But the whole Western world, that he had a solution for lengthening telomeres 100%. And since then, he's had one heck of a time getting funding and all these things. And actually... In my world, I have more respect for a scientist when big pharma tries to shut them down. And uh, But that's every every small lab, every scientist that are just really trying to do their thing is marginalized. And the big thing with the anti-aging world, and that's what Bill Andrews is in involved in heavily, that's his goal. He wants to solve anti-aging or the aging problem, he calls it. The thing is, is that if you make a big dent in aging, you make a big dent in almost all other diseases. Cancer, he's actually an expert in cancer, is really what he has won awards in. He's won the national award for cancer. I don't know, he talks about it. But if you solve aging, you solve all these other diseases. And yeah, we have some issues with, you know, some philosophical things with aging. If somebody lives forever now, what do we do? But don't we want to live better longer? I mean, like when you start losing your mind and your faculties when you're in your 70s or 80s, wouldn't it be great if we could, while we are alive, we can have that person with us? They can be fully engaged in life. Those things, I think, I mean, I think that is a gift from the universe from God to be able to have some of these things. And there's some interesting stuff. Why is it that our telomeres were suddenly shortened? Like suddenly we, because probably we could live longer in our past. There's a lot of evidence of that. And suddenly we can only live to 120 years, years max because of these telomere issues. That's an that's where all the historians and all the alternative independent thinkers can go figure that stuff out. Because there's there's something there that's pretty interesting. And he gives a theory based on, you know, that's our biological evolution is that we evolved to to live 
shorter amount of time for the species to be stronger. He talks about that, which is interesting. I don't know. I mean, there's that, that definitely from a biological standpoint, that makes a heck of a lot of sense that we're stronger species if the reproduction happens across to all of us. So that's really interesting there. And then there's an the interesting thing about is our genetics being manipulated to live shorter and all it just it seems like there's something there. Regardless, he has some amazing products, amazing so if you stay with this longer, not products, but research that could go into products. He's a pure scientist. That's why I like him. That's why I've been I've been following him for decades. Because I like the people who are pure scientists. They don't and he talks about it. He he doesn't have a lot of um, big pharma does not like these guys, the people who are pure scientists. And that to me is a badge of honor in, in a lot of ways. So I love that. Okay. Enough of me being on my soapbox. Go to sarahwestell.com. Sign up for my newsletter. I have a new Substack too you can sign up for. And let's get into this really great conversation with Dr. Bill Andrews. Hi, Bill. Welcome back to the program. Glad to be back on again. Yeah, well, I don't know if you remember, but you were you came on my show. Uh, gosh, it might have been eight years ago by now, where you announced to the Western world that you found the solution for lengthening telomeres 100. percent And I, we first put it on my program, and I thought that was awesome. What so much has happened since then? You were doing. I've had you back on numerous times, but you were doing a, a program or a trial to deal with Alzheimer's and just focus on the brain because it was so expensive. How did that go? And where's things since then? Well, it was too expensive. That was the big problem. And uh, we we could not, or in fact, it, it, I had licensed it to another company called LaBella Gene Therapeutics mm-hmm. and, and, and Defy Time. Defy Time uh, is another company that owns it. And uh, But so far, nobody has been able to raise the money to actually do the studies because it essentially costs $1 million to treat one patient once. That's our cost, okay? Uh, so even if the product ever got on the market, it'd be very expensive. <clears throat> so I, I look at it as just a proof of concept that that uh, in turning on telomerase 100% to lengthen telomeres will have tremendous benefits to human health, uh, which would give a lot of credence to um, uh, uh, other like supplements that are... Uh, little weaker that don't produce exactly 100%. It'll give credence to the idea that even though they don't produce 100%, they'll at least slow down aging. And one of the really big problems with clinical studies, there's no way in the world to measure the slowing down of aging. You know, you hear people talk about it all the time, but the slowing down of aging, how do you how do, you do that? How do you have, how do you say, here's a baseline, and then later you show that the aging got slowed down. Unless you unless you like do it numerous times in a person's life and then and tell that person to 100% don't change anything about their lives. Be exactly the normal. You can do that with animals, okay? You have to put them in cages. You have to feed them the exact same thing, exact same time every day, but you can't do that with humans, okay? And, and so it's impossible to show the slowing down of aging so I was hoping that this proof of concept would be something that we could do to show that we could actually uh, reverse aging by using higher doses. Uh, but uh, it's been, the, the other problem besides not having, still haven't raised the money, the clinical studies are still there. They're still on clinicaltrials.gov. Uh, the other problem was uh, 
patients didn't want to go first. Uh, it's it's uh, and and which is very sad is that a lot of the people that we had been talking to about being in the study were people that were suffering from severe Alzheimer's. Well, let's say their family members were talking to us, and they since passed away instead of trying this thing. And I always say the worst thing you can do is not treat somebody with a drug that might be risky is not treat is the other is what's worse than that is not treating the patient with something that might be risky but less risky than than, than, than dying than yes i mean you're going to so, die anyways now alzheimer's yeah. you had a trial going well okay it's so expensive it's a million dollars per patient to do your whole body but then you said okay well let's just focus on the brain and see if we can focus on alzheimer's in the brain what happened with that one well, that's still very expensive, but uh, um, uh, to, to treat, treat the brain, you have to inject the needle straight into the cerebral spinal fluid through the back of the neck. And a lot of people don't feel comfortable doing that. Um, there was actually a cheaper one that I proposed, and that was injecting uh, the gene therapy directly into the discs of the spine, uh, especially since that has been done in dogs already, and it works. Uh, it it actually reversed disgenerative disease. Uh, and uh, uh, I, I just thought that would be really good to do with humans. But again, uh, it's it's well, Gene Therapeutics was unable to get any patients to, to actually enter the study. It's so amazing because there are people that are spending millions and millions of dollars trying to make themselves younger but yet they won't do something like this, which is proven to be, or seems to be such a wonderful, I mean, it, it's kind of the, I wouldn't say the Holy grail, but it's getting closer to that. Why is it that it, people are afraid of this where they'll try other there's, things? There's, there's also a lot of rumors going around that, that just never makes sense. <clears throat> One of my backgrounds is, is statistical theory. I've got, I have a lot of training in statistical theory. I know how to study, look at data and make sense out of it. But a lot of people are misinterpreting things wrong or they're believing other scientists that are making claims that aren't really real. And uh, <clears throat> one of the things that's, that's been going around lately is that people are saying that uh, telomere shortening isn't really a cause of aging. And, it, and it, more importantly, they put telomere shortening doesn't put a lifespan on your a limit on your lifespan but mm. anybody who's got any statistical background can look at the data and look at the distribution of the telomere lengths as you get older that's and right. show that that's the only thing the only thing that's ever been invented that has been shown to actually put a limit on your lifespan of 125 years okay but the rumors are getting more more and more uh common and and even the Wall Street Journal just posted something yesterday. I don't know if you saw that. With uh, it seemed more like making fun of Joe Biden's age, and I think I think they were saying Joe should get his telomere lengths measured because uh, uh, they'd show that he's too old to be president. And I personally think for eighty years old, he's probably got the longest telomeres of anybody for an eighty-year-old. So so it's the exact opposite. But in the article, they say you know nobody's proved that that telomeres actually affect aging and things like that. And that's that that's bad press. And, and so they, they believe the, what I call the pretend scientists that will make all these claims that are, they're, they're more celebrities than they are scientists. Uh, even though they have big names, they'll, they'll make claims about 
how they have the cure aging. They'll get a lot of people to get involved. Somehow they get they have money for all the press releases and stuff that they can do. And then investors get excited about them and put millions of dollars in. And it's like Basil's and Thiel, Thiel, uh, Peter Thiel. Uh, they, they've invested so much into analytics because it works so great on mice. But the fact is, it's going to kill older people. Okay, when it starts, when analytics start getting done on people, it's going to kill older people, and it's it's going to accelerate the aging of younger people, because mice mice don't age by telomere shortening. They don't really they have a very, yeah. very weird kind of telomere biology. Humans have a very different a different one. Where don't age senolytics. Yeah. Don't don't yeah. mice die of before you get into this because it's important. Don't mice die of free radical damage. Yeah, free and oxi and mitochondria dysfunction, oxidative stress and mitochondria dysfunction. So it it's always surprising to me that some of the best scientists out there and some of the the most promising solutions don't take hold. And I've always, I've been following you since I don't know decades now. And you've just been a true scientist. I think scientists are different than business people. And that's what I've always learned. And sometimes scientists get clumped into some bad uh, conspiracy theories when they're just scientists. They're just working on their thing. And I think sometimes some of your work might be, but I I just love what you're doing. And at one point you were trying to do it with little monkeys to show these little tiny monkeys. And it's just so expensive, isn't it? Yeah, we couldn't get that started either. In fact, I'm still, I promote it all the time. I, every time I you know, give a, speak at a conference, I, I'm saying this is something we need to do. But uh, last time we talked, I was trying to get, uh, I, I was thinking the perfect primate would be a, a monkey called Madame Bertha's Mouse Lemur. Uh, and that's because it is the size of a mouse, but it's a primate. And so since mice don't age by telomere shortening, humans do, it doesn't make any sense to be doing. In fact, Aging in mice is so different from humans, it doesn't make any point in doing it to me to do any studies on mice, except safety studies. And then even those have to be repeated on humans that look for safety. But uh, I found it, I ended up finding out that the mouse, uh, uh, Madame Bertha's mouse lemur, actually is more closely related to the mouse than the human. I, I've looked, I now show evolutionary slides to explain that. Uh, but uh, they, it turned out that they don't age by telomer shortening. They have telomerase producing all their cells already, and their telomeres don't get short. So I, I looked a little bit long, uh, better on the evolutionary tree, and I found that um, pygmy marmosets are the next best choice. And the, the reason why you got to use small ones is because the drug is so expensive that that you you can't use big animals because it makes it even less affordable. But uh, uh, so now I'm trying to promote the idea of doing a study with pygmy marmosets. How big pygmy are they? They, they're just about one and a half times the size of of uh, uh, Madame Bertha's mouse lemurs. That's not so but, bad. Yeah, but they're also longer lived. They they live something three times as long, and so it, it makes the study a little bit harder because ideally you'd like to treat young mice and then see what how long they live versus a control group. Uh, but the uh, marmosets, I think, live to something eighteen years old. Uh, <clears throat> You'd have to start off with old 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 primates, and um, uh, then show that they live longer. And that's that's always less informative than actually working with young ones. 
but you can only live so long yourself. I mean, the point that they're 18, it's like, well, I mean, we have a challenge as humans. We don't live that long. I mean, let's face it. We don't, 100 years, you know, if you really take care of yourself, that's really not that long, especially if you way have some studies in science. Way, way too short. I, 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 I personally, this is, this is a personal venture for me. You know, I, I'm, I'm more interested in curing my own aging than anybody else, than anything else or anybody else. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm just wishing the research would go a little longer. Now, if I suddenly was diagnosed with Alzheimer's or some other uh, life-threatening terminal uh, aging-related disease, I would, I'd be treating myself with the gene therapy in a second. Uh, and, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know if it's legal or not, but right now I find some play, way to make it legal by going to some other country or something like that to do it. But, but as I said before, the risk of no treatment is sometimes higher than the risk of treatment. And right now, while I'm still healthy and things like that, the risk of treatment would be higher than the risk of no treatment. There's always a risk in first in human studies. Okay, no, no question about it. Even yeah, so even, no matter how much animal studies you do, as soon as you treat a human, there always is a risk. So. Well, but some of the best discoveries come from people treating themselves because they can't get the stuff happening. And then they change science because of that. And it fundamentally, like with uh, ulcers, the guy that came up with the fact that ulcers was not from stress and was from other factors, he showed it on his own body. And that changed science. Yeah. Because nobody would listen to him before that. I mean, because everybody thought it was a foregone conclusion of what was going on. Yeah, no, no, Helicobacter pyroli is definitely the cause of ulcers, and we know that nowadays. But, and, uh, but we didn't know that back then in the 80s. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, and still, one of the reasons why it's so common in, uh, like, some of the countries where they share food, you know, they put a food bowl in the middle and they all share shop, chopsticks or spoons or whatever to eat their food is, is why Helicobacter pyroli is far more prevalent than than in other places like the United States um, and why ulcers are far more common there. Yeah. Well, you have, you've been working because you found the almost the holy grail of lengthening telomeres, but you're trying to find a cheaper solution, right? I mean, because it doesn't, an average human being can't afford a treatment like this. And so you're trying to, I know what your quest is. You're trying to find a solution that can be affordable to the average person. And that's, that's always been the quest, right? Because unless we can find something that an average person can afford, it, it's never going to get out there, really. So what are you doing in that quest at this point? Well, that, that's where there's a major pre, uh, problem in all biotech research, okay? And that's investors invest in the person and not the company, you know? And everybody says that's a positive, but it's actually a negative because they invest in the person and then have that person do other things instead of the thing that the uh, scientist wants to do just because they, they want to get quick return on investment. So that's why that's why I'm, I've decided that having investors as, as a way is, is just slows the research down. So I'm trying other methods to get my uh, funding right now. And the funding that we need is still too low to continue that research. Okay, so uh, but, like, but that, that came... Like the five times uh, eight one eight, <clears throat> that 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 came from that kind of research, uh, but it came after I bought out all my investors, 
and was able to use the residual money that we had in the bank to to continue the research that I wanted to do and not what they wanted to do, not what the investors wanted to do. And we came up with uh, 818, but but we haven't been able to get that level of funding ever since. Uh, we're still working on it. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, I, I should say that something like when people buy uh, uh, five times products, uh, a proportion of that goes to our research. And <clears throat> so, it's, I'm not going to promote or advertise or anything, but I, I can say that, that the more uh, uh, defied time products that get purchased, the more funding we get for our research. But we're still far below what we, we actually need to get the research done to, to create a cheaper than gene therapy, a cheaper solution. Well, I got to tell you, I got to tell you that defy time, my dad, I think I've said this before, because um, he's on all sorts of other things that I give him. And for inflammation and things, but that defy time, cause he wouldn't take anything at first, and it, but I got him to take the defy time. I'm telling you, it had a marked difference on his brain activity. And uh, he was really going downhill and we got him on this thing. He took it for about three months and he could finally, he played Trivial Pursuit and he beat everybody. It went from nobody wanting to be his team member, but he's our dad. So we want him involved to, oh my God, my dad just beat everybody. What the heck happened? He was so proud of himself. Well, then I got it. He started taking other things that I wanted. And one thing that you said in the past is that you found that for some reason, it goes after the shortest telomeres first. And maybe my dad is a super responder, but that changed my perspective on your pro on, on this. And I, that's why I was so interested in Alzheimer's and everything else, because I saw somebody that I really cared about really positively affected by this. And I I think there's such a phenomenal opportunity here. I mean, just getting your your parents back for a few years is a big deal to me. Well, you can go to Defy Times website and you can see their clinical studies uh, on telomere length. We at CR Sciences only work with human cells in a Petri dish. And we can tell you that that our studies have over thousands of times, because we repeat this all the time, has shown that uh, 818 actually produces more telomerase and induces the production of more telomerase in a cell than anything else on the planet, okay, uh, besides gene therapy. Uh, and so, you know, there's there's a lot of products out there that, uh, that claim to do this. Most of them are products that actually don't induce telomerase at all. They just help protect telomeres to uh, keep them from shortening faster than what, what they prevent accelerated telomere shortening. Those, those are anything to do with antioxidants or anti-inflammatories would do that. Uh, but but the, there, there are a few products claim to actually induce telomerase, uh, but it's, it's like barely detectable in our assays. You know, we, we, when we test uh, uh, any of them here and look at their, telomerase expression that's, that, that gets induced. We find it's very low detection. And uh, I think I think on, on the Five Times website, they actually show some of our data where we show that 818 is, uh, produces something like 300 times as much telomerase as the second best product that's out there right now. Uh, and uh, so, so, I mean, but, but here's, here's where I can really talk about, and that's the idea that Lengthening telomeres offers tremendous benefits to human health. Uh, and, and the other weird thing is that 
there's a lot of theories on why we age, but telomeres is the only one that actually can claim to be the explanation for all the other theories too. Okay, it's in, in humans, not in mice. Okay, so in humans, and like Dr. Rhonda Pinnell one time said in a uh, Diane Sawyer interview that uh, telomeres are the kingpin of aging. Their length controls everything else. Uh, and this becomes really obvious when you start realizing it because people keep talking about damage to DNA, damage to the cells, accumulation of junk and things like that. But humans have the ability to, when you get a damaged cell in your body, other cells can divide to replace those cells. And they're just identical to the cell that got replaced. So why, why would damage cause aging? Okay, that's always been a big frustration for me because it doesn't make any sense to me. We, we have other cells who divide to replace those cells. The exception are neurons. Okay, and uh, neurons, right, let me come back to neurons, but uh, the, the, um, uh, uh, all the cells in our body, you know, we have 100 trillion cells, probably 90 trillion of those are things that, that w should never age because other cells can divide to replace those cells. But in the 1960s, it was discovered that, well, what do you know? When a cell divides to replace another cell, it actually isn't 100% identical. But the only one difference, the only difference whatsoever is the telomere is a little bit shorter. And it's not because the telomere got shortened or degraded or unraveled or any of those words you always hear. It got shorter because it actually got produced shorter. So I call it successively shorter uh, telomere production not telomere degradation or shortening and things like that. I, I use the word shortening for lack of a better word, uh, just to, for communication reasons, but it, telomeres don't actually shorten. And uh, uh, so so um, when, when our cells get replaced, they should not be any older than the cells, except the telomeres get shorter. And so the only thing you can do to help prevent your aging is lengthen your telomeres. I mean, there are other things that can happen to your body that can decrease health, but none of them, and they might, and by preventing those, you might live a little bit longer, but you will never live to a long significant, increase the longevity significantly unless you prevent the telomere shortening too. And that's the thing that 99% of science seems to ignore. And I'm going to come back to another point you made before about all these scientists and stuff like that. I think most scientists are looking for a way of making themselves famous. This is why you keep seeing press releases of fantastic big breakthroughs that we already did 40 years ago. I know, it's you know? so and, weird. I know it's, it's and, weird. And it, it's like everybody is, uh, I, I, what is it called? Um, uh, uh, there's a, there's a term, because uh, I'm also a psychology major. I, I, I have a lot of experience in psychology because I, I believe humans are, every, everything about humans is our biology and our psychology. So I learned both. But there's a, a disease called histrionic personality disorder. Okay. And what that disease is, is the disease of needing to get attention, needing to be famous, needing, and you know, I, and so many papers get published 
when I read the papers and I, I read the press releases and I read the papers and I realize they're not saying anything exciting at all. They're just trying to make a claim that they've discovered something famous so that they can get some attention. Uh, I think this is a really big problem. The other, the other is the other big problem is that a lot of these people are also what are called redders, R-H-E-T-O-Rs, which means they 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 uh, are very they're they're very skilled at the art of persuasion, okay, which which means that they can actually get people to buy these products when they don't work at all, and they're 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 just pretend scientists, not names or anything like that, because I I could get a lot of lawsuits for the stuff I'm saying, but you know I I I made a lot of big discoveries in myself. I, I I've pl- I've 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 made a lot of big discoveries in the field of biotech, a lot of big blockbusters I'm part inventor of. I, I actually was the key inventor of many of them. Uh, and uh, uh, I don't need the fame anymore. I just need a cure for my aging. So I'm just trying to focus on doing my research. Behind me is 10,000 square feet of labs. Uh, and the you know practically the only business room in our entire company is the room I'm sitting in right now. We're all just doing research to... Uh, find to work on a cure for aging, and we're doing it on a limited budget. You know, boy, we 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 estimate that the research we need is is like two hundred million dollars a month to be able to just do it, and that's spending all the money just on research. So it's I don't know, it's, um, but uh, did I answer your question? You did. That's very interesting. I I agree with you. You need, and but you, what you need is some good products to fund it. Is what you need. And I'm uh, I at some point I am going to do a product with you. I really want to. The the lab that I was working with had some issues with some of their other products that they're putting out, and they got completely focused on it because their products were supposed to come out months ago and it didn't, and they're having supply problems, everything else, so they couldn't focus on it because I really want to work with you on some of these. So if anybody wants to work with me and you, I'd be more than interested with helping with the media on it um, because you have some really great investment opportunities to build some products that will um, at, like lengthen the lives of pets so you can have your pet live the entire life with you. I love that idea. And, and there's some, you know, I know that China's doing some cloning and stuff, but it's not really your pet. It's like a clone of your old pet. And then people are disappointed because it doesn't even maybe even look like your pet. The personality is completely different. So I like the idea you get a pet and they live with you for your life and you just, you're, they're your buddy. And you have some technology that can do that. Well, but see, we're just scientists. We're just researchers. And one of the biggest, biggest problems in the field is when a scientist becomes really successful, the business turns that person into a business person. And they pull the really good scientist away from the bench. I've seen this happen throughout my 40 plus year career. Sense. And I just refuse to be one of those people. I am just trying to be the scientist. I have a lab code. I work in the lab bench. <clears throat> and I just I just try to focus on staying out of the business. So, so when we discover something, we then license it to somebody else to sell. Okay, and then we get a royalty from it uh, that that uh, funds our research, and that goes to nothing else except to fund our research. The, so, so you said that I need some good products. I have some really good products. No, I, I I know you do. You just yeah. need some funding for some of these products that I could help market and I could work with well, that's, people. That's exactly. I mean, it's like <clears throat> how do some of these products that don't work at all 
get so much marketing funding, okay, and get so much attention and get movie stars to talk about them. But the products that do work, that really can make a significant difference in a person's health, don't get advertised. Very few people know about it. The people who know about it are the people that understood the field to begin with and and understand that this stuff really is is going to work. But but it's like <clears throat> I I'm not into marketing. Uh, I'm very frustrated by some of the people that I've licensed these th things to. I think are tremendously good marketers, and they're still having problems getting the products marketed. And you know it's a little more expensive. But it works, you know. Whereas the people people go to something else, thinking, "Well, the marketers, the the fake scientists that are talking, the pretend people making up all this stuff." They, they go with they they buy the products from them because they believe these people. Um, it's it's a the system doesn't work. I I say that to myself all the time. The I know it it doesn't work. It's geared for. To deal with human psychology and greed and money instead. That's why I like that's why I've been following you for a long time. Cause I'm seeing the same thing in media too, with the industry. You know, people glob onto what gets clicks and what and the mass media just follows what they're told. And it, it's just it's not it's a me, 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 me thing instead of let's get good information out there and let's do something that's good for people. But it's it's um uh, it's I'm seeing that too. And it's just a, it's a frustrating thing, but that's why I've been following. I, but see, I followed you back in the day in the early nineties. I first heard about you um, from a colleague of mine back in the early nineties, when you were on the front page of, uh, what were you on the front page? Science? No. It, what was popular, the front page? Popular science. Popular, popular science. science but yeah. Too, yeah. Because you came out with the, that was when telomeres became the, became in the normal consciousness. You helped, you were a big part and the science, even the scientists who got the Nobel Prize on it, you were a part, you were, your research was behind a lot of that. And so you, and then they put you on the front page of that and, and you got famous for bringing out telomeres. But, uh, you know, there were so much people jump into the money and then everything gets, but the, I don't know, things just get warped along the way. And it's, uh, it's too bad. That's why I like to, I'm always liking to talk directly to the scientists that really know what they're doing. So I, I'm honored to be with you and to be following your pro your what your work i think it's just been amazing yeah no the the, the nobel prize is an interesting story it's like but I, i've been i have seven friends including my roommate in college uh and best friend in college uh who has nobel prizes and, you know you know i come up and congratulate them and and they'll say things like i don't know why i got it okay because the nobel prize in anything, at least in sciences, is awarded to the person that created the field, not necessarily the person that made the big discovery. And the reason is, is because there is no just one person anymore that makes a big discovery. Okay, so if, if so, when when I say that I led the research to discover telomerase, uh, I did. I led the research, but I, I actually played a key role. I'm the person that actually did the experiment that actually showed that we got it. But there was, I had 40 people on my team. Okay. Are we going to give them all Nobel prizes? And that, that's the way the Nobel, the Nobel prize, when a big discovery works, they look back to see who actually pioneered, who created the field. And so the Nobel prize went to the people that actually were studying an organism called tetrahymena, single cell organism. 
and discovered that there is something that lengthens telomeres about it. But they didn't connect the dots to the idea that it could have anything to do with aging and cancer until long after we did our research and discovered the same enzyme in humans. And, you know, I don't want to take credit for originating the idea. As far as I know, it was Calvin Harley, uh, Dr. Calvin Harley, who actually, and, and Richard Alsop, who first wrote the paper that said it was called the telomere hypothesis of aging. And uh, they had taken, they had mentioned the Nobel Prize winners, and they'd mentioned other people, studies that they had done that all connected the dots and said, hey, we think this is it. Well, that's I was so excited about that paper, I jumped ship and went and worked with them. And that's that's where I led the research to uh, discover uh, telomeres. The other person I should mention is Dr. Michael West. Dr. Michael West, Calvin Harley, Richard Alsop, those are the those are the real big heroes in the whole idea that uh, uh, telomeres have anything to do with cancer and aging. And I just become became one of their biggest groupies and and followed them. So so whenever we do come up with a cure for aging, I'm sure going to give them the credit uh, for what they've done. Uh, and and hopefully they'll get Nobel prizes when that happens. Well, yeah, hopefully the the true people actually rewarded for it. You know, human beings like you're a psychology major. <laughs> human beings just tend not to do what's right sometimes. And we just that's part of our existence here. But do you believe that you're close to finding other solutions? Because TAM 818 is, like you were saying, 300 times more telomeres production than any other thing that you've found. I, I, and you say you need hundreds of millions to keep going, but you are constantly working on it, right? And you're looking at stuff. Are you Have you found anything else that you think is promising yet? Well, Besides the one that does 100% that's really expensive. We... We are, but but not on such a reduced budget. Uh, spending a lot of money to spend on the research, we're we're not going as fast as we could. But we have we've done a lot of work, and we know since, since we've discovered so long before even eight one eight, we discovered uh, uh, telomerase inducers, and then discovered a stronger one, and a stronger one, and a stronger one, <clears throat> and we can extrapolate to figure out. Uh, uh, how much, uh, how long it will take to get something that's as strong as the gene therapy, something that will actually reverse aging. And, you know, with my statistical background and theory, it's statistics and statistical theory, I can show how the, the curve, the, the line will, will branch off and there'll be a range. And I, I estimate that if we had sufficient funding, we could have that drug in as short as one year to the maximum of three years. Okay. But um, we, we're we're not even a tenth of that kind of fun, uh, funding that we need. The, the when I've got when a, you say you can this, have that drug from one year to three years, is that drug a drug that will reverse aging? Yes. And it would it be super expensive, like the million dollar one, or would you think no, you have it, enough research now that you could make one that's more affordable? It costs us a dollar per pill. Oh know, my gosh! Make, okay, that people might have to pay more because marketers always. Oh so, yeah, there, it would. Okay, so it would be maybe ten dollars a pill, and you'd have to take it daily. Yeah. But I, I'll just take a teaspoon and, and eat it myself at a dollar a day. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's uh, it's very straightforward. The science is so incredibly straightforward. The the obstacles are all the false rumors going around about what this can things and, and that it might cause cancer, which. You know, I've addressed that so many times. 
It actually well, reduces okay. Cancer, you say it and, reduces and cancer, but doesn't everything at this point, you say it'll reduce cancer, but so many of the things that are on the market, I mean, cancer rates are over 50% of the people now are getting cancer. So everything's causing cancer that they're putting out. And you and have a solution possibly. Go ahead. Everything causes cancer and not doing anything causes cancer. And it, I have a really lovely slide that I'd like to show. And this is where I show a guy standing at a door. Okay. And it says on one side of the door, going through this door will give you cancer. And on the other side of the door says, not going through this cancer, not going through this door will give you cancer. Okay. And the guy's going like this, what do I do? But that is, it, it's, it's, there's always, everything can cause cancer. Everything that you don't do can cause cancer. You have to find some, find some way to measure which one has the lower risk of getting cancer. Cancer is one of those diseases. Every single cancer that's ever been created is different from any other cancer. Cancer is simply just a lack of control of a, a lack, lack of control of cell growth. Okay, that's all it is. And there's so many different ways that that can happen in itself. But uh, and in biggest, your body's biggest... inability to kill the cancer cells, right? Because our body's constantly killing cancer cells. And, and our immune system is the best thing to kill cancers. That's and right. The, so boosting our immune systems by lengthening telomeres is the best way to cure cancer. Uh, but the, but in addition to other things, uh, and the uh, but you know. I'm, I'm the inventor of a lot of cancer drugs. I was national inventor of the year for my cancer research in 1997. And one of those drugs is a, a telomerase inhibitor. Uh, <clears throat> actually three, three, of them, three of the drugs that I invented, three, three different types of inhibiting telomerase are in clinical studies now. <clears throat> and I'm worried that those aren't gonna work. Well, they're gonna work, they're gonna, they're gonna knock down the cancer, but they also cause the telomeres to get shorter. And when telomeres get really short, mutation rates skyrocket, something called chromotherpes, which is chromosome rearrangements. So much damage occurs to the DNA that you can actually see it in the microscope, the light microscope. <clears throat> and these damages, these mutations, cause those cancers to start producing telomerase without taking 818 or without taking a drug. <clears throat> and so these, these cancers suddenly turn, start producing telomerase and make themselves immortal. Okay, so a lot of drugs come along to inhibit that cancer or telomer, inhibit telomerase. A lot of telomeres get shorter again. That just increases the mutation rates again, skyrockets the chromotherapist. And as a result, you, the cell finds another way to lengthen the telomeres. And that's what I, I used to say, cancers will always come back. And that's what's happening. They're always coming back. Uh, but I, I still think it's exciting that, that we're able to now inhibit telomerase with several drugs that I'm sometimes, sometimes the key inventor, sometimes a partial inventor, <clears throat> but these drugs will ex at least offer an ex uh, extended lifespan to these people because it'll bring down the cancer. But we have to find ways of killing that cancer when it comes back. Well, and, and based on your immune system, so if you get rid of the telomerase for the cancer cells, you're gonna be getting rid of it for all cells. I mean, is there a way to focus it on just the cancer cells? Yeah, well, yeah. Um, the, uh, if you inhibit telomerase in just the cancer cells, uh, those cancers will always come back because the, the telomeres get short and mutation rates skyrocket. So you do, you do want to go to the whole body. 
okay? <clears throat> because contrary to popular belief, that's not going to cause cells to become cancer, okay? It's just going to make them become healthier, okay? But and how do you the, keep the them from reducing the telomere lengths of the healthy cells? I'm sorry, keep going. By, by, by giving a, by pro providing a drug that induces telomerase. But, but the- Okay, I see. Is, it's a combination uh, of that. We have to do a combination. But, but first to address your question, 99.99% of our cells do not produce telomerase, okay? That's true in mice. Mice, their cells produce, but humans, they don't. We're, telomerase is completely absent in 99%. Of, there's a little bit of re residual leak through, but not enough to, to cause see. telomeres to get there. Okay. Okay, so, so inhibiting telomerase is not going to have any effect on those other that cells. Those cells are still going to be shorter than normal. Now, so, but adding telomerase inhibitor and a telomerase inducer, not necessarily at the same time, I don't think you want to do them at the same time, but one after the other could solve that problem. But I think the really important thing, even though we're company focus on aging, I, I believe cancer is, a, 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 cancer is caused by aging. We do have programs going on here where instead of inhibiting telomerase, we're poisoning cancer positive cells, okay? That won't allow the telomeres to get shorter. That will kill the cancers. And again, we're having problems getting funding to get those things going. Okay. <clears throat> so, so uh, it's, 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 I mean, I, I, I appreciate well, you inviting me to pharma? Is, Yeah. I'm sorry. Keep going. I was I, just going to say I big pharma. You having, yeah. I appreciate <laughs> you being like, you help with the marketing to help us get funding for our research. But I, I just, I'm not a person that goes out and does videos on trying to promote products and things like no, that. I understand. Uh, I'm an engineer by, by training. So I, and I have, in, you know, scientists and engineers all around me. So I appreciate people like that. And so that's why I appreciate talking to you. So I'm a little bit different duck, I think. And so that's why I like this. But I, I think big pharma is kind of has a monopoly on this work. And so any money that you get takes away from their monopoly. Okay. And that's a problem. We see that more than any place in, in COVID research than any place else. That's right. So many people have so many great ideas on how to do something about COVID. But the the big pharmas that actually have the vaccines and other products are really doing a great job of making making it difficult for those other companies to actually make any headway with their COVID treatment, new better vaccines that exist now, and things like that. Well, and I don't even know if they're back. We, that's a whole nother topic. And oh, we, it's been, right. yeah, it's, it's a whole, let's not even get into that. Cause I've covered that at nauseum on, in other things. And, and it's very sad because it gets away from doing what's good for humanity versus making money, but <laughs> yeah, making a profit or whatever else their agendas are. I don't know, but it's not, it's not pure. So, okay. So you have, um, I'm I, I someday, if the the stars align, I am going to work with you on developing a product, and I've been talking about it for a long time. So at some point I will. I almost had one going with the lab, and maybe we still will be once they can get their act together. But um, <laughs> I will, and I love some of the ideas that you have. But it's expensive, isn't it? And so we, but not so expensive. Not for somebody who has a lot of money. I mean, if we if somebody has a million dollars. 
or we can get a collection of investors, we could get one of these products off the ground. Yes, as, as long as we could get the products off the ground. Exactly. Okay, so then we so got to market it. I do have a, a a separate kind of business plan that I call the Sierra Holdings plan, which I've listed all the different uh, discoveries that we've made that are sitting on our shelves that somebody could market and make a ton of money on. Okay, uh, and uh, gene therapy is just one of them, but there's there's a uh, uh, you know, immortal pet cloning. There's uh, uh, longevity sprinkle, which is uh, just sprinkle this one of our uh, telomerase inducers on dog food. You can put it on human food too. Uh, it, it's, I mean, there's at least ten different things, maybe maybe a thousand different things when you do all the combinations. But there's this business plan describes all the opportunities for what I call go-to-market partners to start a company or add a product to their already pre-existing company, uh, sell it. And then <clears throat> all I just asked for is 10% of profits that we just use to fund our research. And that's that's so much better than investors in my research because investors, as I said before, investors in their research, just they invest in the dream, but not the dream coming true. And that's what really is troublesome for me. Uh, and so when I had investors, I constantly found out, I, I, I have to say, I had some really good investors. Problems, I had 50 of them, okay? And only some of them were good. The other ones wanted me to focus on something else. And then we'd make all these successes and then they want to sell the company, you know, which takes it right out from under me. And that's been a big battle struggle that I went through for like 12 years. And I finally got myself out from under it. So now I own 100% of the company. And we just do what's right now. You know, but we're not focused on, trying to make a profit. Our, that's not, we're not a profit-driven company at all. We just want to cure aging because I want to cure my aging, period. You know, and, and that's that's all. Well, let's talk about some of the philosophical questions, okay? And let's do with animals because you have the ability to make an animal immortal. When you say immortal, are they really immortal or that can they live just decades? And what they is- They can be run over by a car. And I'm sorry, they can what? They can be run over by a car and die. Well, yeah, no, okay. I know so, that. But I mean, as far as let's say they yeah. don't get ran over, there's always the bus factor for anybody. But I mean, if the bus factor doesn't happen, can they live forever? Well, we don't, we'll never know until we try. We're venturing into the unknown and that's always the case, but every indication suggests likelihood. And, and, and if they don't live forever, they might live another 20 years which will give us another 20 years to find out what's the next blockade or what's the next obstacle that has to be overcome to, to deal with aging. But you'd mentioned there's companies in China, for instance, that are cloning pets right now. Well, there's, there's companies here in the United States that are doing that too. There's, there's companies in Texas, for instance, uh, that if your pet dies, I, I actually have frozen samples of pets in our freezer here, in our liquid nitrogen containers where people have sent me their tissues because eventually they want to have their pet reclone. And you're right, personality is not 100%. The color patterns aren't the same, but they are very much the same. Their personalities are a lot more similar than you would believe, okay, because just of the genetics. These clones would have the identical genetics. So so you can you can take these, these you can take some tissue from your dead pet or close to dead pet, send it to this company. 
they will clone the pet and send it back to you. And that's true. There's there's at least 10 different companies doing this. They charge about $50,000 to do it. Okay. Now, we're, I just want to add a step. I want to, I want the people to send their tissues to me first. Then I will put, I will, I will immortalize it. I will immortalize the tissues. <clears throat> okay. Make How it so that, that? The, Go ahead. by putting the telomerase gene into the cells. Okay. So, and, and this, to do this, because we have to test, we have to uh, test each, uh, like when I say clone now, I mean a colony of cells on a plate. We have to test each one of them to verify that the putting the telomerase gene hasn't inserted its DNA into a place that's going to cause any problems. But once we find a colony of cells that works, we can then send this colony of cells to one of those companies and have them clone a pet out of that. And that pet, theoretically, because I can't say proof yet, theoretically should be immortal. And I don't mean the God. So not the not the one. The God definition, but the, so, the scientific definition. So if yeah. you send them that those cells that has the gene in it, and they clone it, that pet that they clone will be immortal. Yes. you think, and yes. um, which is just fascinating. So now, if it is immortal, what do we do with dogs that are immortal? And if the if the owner dies. Uh, you know what I mean? Those are so, some of the so, here, <laughs> just curious my, my, about typical that. Answer, my typical answer to all that is that a hundred years from now, when we find that that's a major problem and people start saying we should ban the production of immortal pets, it'll never win because what we are experiencing now is far worse than what we will a hundred years from now. Okay. <clears throat> so, so we will have problems. There's never a solution to everything. Okay, we will have problems. Even when we start making people immortal, I always say, how are the young ever going to find jobs if they old, the longer live, never retire? I don't like using the word old anymore, it's longer lived. But the, uh, uh, how, how is that going to happen? So there's there's problems with curing aging, okay? There's problems that the world's going to be faced with, but they're nothing compared to the problems we have now. The people just don't even think of problems because they've naturally accepted the idea that it's supposed that people and animals and our pets are supposed to get old and get feeble. But it makes no sense. If you, if I had time, I would love to tell you about the evolution of why we developed an aging process, which is, I mean, it's not even a theory. It's so, it's so, it's so well put together that it's, it's completely the explanation. As well, to how long does it take? Because I would love to hear that. Okay, well, let me put it in a short, simple way. <clears throat> um.